Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU for all the latest offers. Well, I'm delighted to be coming to you live this evening from my kitchen in Kilkenny. Welcome along, Liam. Thanks, Liam. Good to be here. Welcome along, Giggles, coming to us from Russellstown, County Waterford. Welcome along, Giggles. Thanks, Liam. I'm good, man. And welcome along to Shawnee Leary. Bright and early, half seven in the morning in uh, Bentley East in Melbourne. Welcome along, Johnny. Morning, lads. Lovely Friday morning here in Melbourne. Sun is shining. Hey, we've had powerful weather here in Ireland. Giggles, I don't know what it was like over your way today, but it was sun was shining here in Kenny all day, sunny southeast. What was it like over there in Russellstown? Yeah, no, I was, I was down in this morning today after work, doing a bit of training, and the sun was setting, blue skies, lots of kids in the fields. Come on, give us a hand before us. We did a bit of training afterwards, so all good. Yeah. No, I have to say now, these 15 degree days with the sunshine in Ireland, beautiful. Shawnee's like you're la- laughing at that now, but honestly, you'd forget how warm those days are when, when the sun is on your face, Shawnee. No, yeah. I, I'd take your word for it. <laughs> um, on today's show, we're going to have, uh, oh, who's in there? Is that Anna? Hi, Anna. Johnny's little girl in to say hello. Uh, we're going to have a look back at uh, a great weekend of fixtures in with Waterford Limerick um, and Tip and Clare. And then we're going to look ahead to this weekend's action, probably the, the pick of the games, obviously Kilkenny and Galway up in Galway. And uh, Clare and Cork, which is fascinating in its own right because Shawnee Summer could be all over um, after after this this weekend, so we'll see how that goes. Um, Giggles has no Giggles corner for us today because he was just too lazy and didn't bother doing it. But he did one last week, so he'll get back on the horse again for next week, won't you, Giggles? I'll be back on next week, yeah, 100%. Yeah, okay, let's get into it then and have a look back at last week's action. Fine now. I've met a few people in Kilkenny since I've been back and asking about the podcast and asking are we keeping it going because we're not in Australia anymore being me and Giggles but I said we still have like Shawnee he's the anchor do you know what I mean like he's the anchor you can never come back Shawnee because we couldn't we couldn't keep it going if you went back if you came back here so there's a couple of permutations you can put anchors like if it is weighing you down or <laughs> or, or, <laughs> or keeping you or keep you in one place so yeah we'll, we'll keep it going from the side of you I was thinking of a rebrand Liam what about well boy GA? yeah you know you said that already Giggles and it's not funny no one laughed at it the first time people have said to me that you said that on the podcast and now you said it again because I was going to give you the positive feedback that you've been getting from the Kilkenny listeners that I've been hearing on the grapevine like on the street but now I'm not going to give it after you saying that well boy thing again so we'll, we'll keep we, we, we'll keep moving on but yeah look first up I suppose water for Limerick I, I went to Kilkenny Leash quickly in, in Nolan Park first game um, to Kilkenny play on, on the Saturday which was on a half five said I'll be home for seven, which I wasn't going to be. So I just had the match record on Sky Plus, the beauty of being back in Ireland, and watched it half an hour behind, we'll say. So I didn't know what was going on. Uh, Giggles, you know, we spoke about this on the podcast, and Shawnee goes, it was a game he didn't have to win, which was thought was a bullshit thing from Shawnee to say about Walford not needing to beat Limerick. And they didn't beat Limerick. And in the end, I know the two goals were great at the end. There was a bit of excitement. I know you were there, Keen, your thoughts, but... 
it was I thought it was kind of an, another menacing performance by Lee McGrady, which kind of scared me really that I can't seem to be beaten now. Yeah, I, I, I disagree with that now. I, I had a great day up in Limerick myself. Jill held off two o'clock, actually. We gave the kids and the grandparents... Told the matches on a tree, did you? We went to do a brewery <laughs> style pub. I pulled, it, I pulled a, a, a clever one. I drove up, so she'd have to drive back. Um, and a few pints, a bit of food. Then Jill pulled a fast one, went into Brown Thomas. It's your typical Jill style. She dropped about five or 600 euros in Brown Thomas, so that was back on oh. me. But 20, 20 minutes into the game then, look up at the scoreboard, eight points to three. Keane O'Neill has gone, or Keane Lynch has gone off the field with a hamstring injury, and Waterford playing really, really well. I was thinking this is just a, a brilliant day. And then, for me, being biased now maybe because he's my club man, but I thought Keane or, or Irla Daly going off with an injury was a major turning point. He had he had Gillan in his pocket, like there was four balls within him, four high balls. Irla won them all, came out with the ball, and then literally the minute he went off. Tom Barron came on, Tom wouldn't, Tom's a great hurler, Jamie's brother, but he wouldn't be the best in the air. And straight away, they started raining balls on top of Galan, and I think that was a major turning point. Watford just didn't have an answer for him. And even when Prunty went back on him in the second half, Galan does this thing where he gets the ball in the corner, he just runs up the sideline, and you know he's going to strike it over the, the shoulder, balls, yeah. and you know it's going to be a point. There was, there was no even, like, you, you could predict it. And he was, I, I thought, I, actually, the two things, between the difference between the two teams Galan's point-taking ability and I think Waterford's decision-making. I think Cal referenced it and I think he was right. He said Waterford didn't deserve to get anything out of the game and they didn't because they went 15 minutes in the second half without scoring. 20. Without 20 without scoring a point. Was it 20? And, and it, looked minutes, yeah. like, it looked like Limerick had got on top of them at that stage. But I think they were a little bit deflated because they went for a couple of goals when points would have done, hit a few bad whites, Stephen Bennett's radar wasn't on in the free taking. And and a, a couple of things like that ate into their confidence. But in fairness to them, they stayed going. Um the goals came, Stephen Bennett's serious man from twenty one. I had a good I had a good feeling he was going to score that. And then he gave a beautiful ball to what's his name, Callum Lyons, who I think in midfield is a great find, right, against Limerick. Callum Lyons bossed the midfield, and usually there's no answer to Willow Dunhu, but Callum Lyons destroyed Willow Dunhu, and that was the first time I've seen Willow Dunhu getting cleaned out of it. Um, they got back to a point, Limerick could have actually won by five or six points in the end, at four shots for wide right at, right at the end, and Watford didn't really have a chance. So I think it was a menacing performance. I think you're right in that, Liam, but I do think Watford can take a good bit more confidence to think that they do have a chance of beating them if they meet them again. But um, as Liam Cal said as well also, it's all focused on Cork now in Welsh Park in, in two or three weeks' time and they have to I win think, that. Yeah. I think, yeah, I, I, I go along with you a fair bit there, Giggles. I think you're very unlucky with the early daily. Um, who's to say Galan would have figured him out as well? After a while, but yeah, I do. I do think he was on top. Definitely, there's no doubting that. I thought Connor Gleeson struggled a lot. I thought he struggled against Tippett. I thought he was under serious pressure as well against Limerick. Um, you know, without I know Galan was still the man inside, but I thought he was under ferocious pressure. Uh, and you see, Tom Barron was probably the the hook of the day on um, Tom Morrissey, which was a ridiculous free after that as well. Um, and the referee will probably get into in a while. But I thought Lim- like Limerick again showed like, geez, like with all the big name players not on the field, like how menacing yeah, that, are they? That, are they? That's but the I still, 
I, I know you think I'm a ridiculous statement, Liam, about not winning. I, I still think that is the case. Like, it's early in the year. That's... But, but Warford, but how long have Warford that, since they met Limerick? I know, I know, I know, you know that. What I mean? like I know, that does become a thing. Did, that becomes a thing. What they did, look, they're still, they're still a, a fair bit off Limerick. That's definitely no question about that. But I, you know, they're getting closer, and they are the closest team to oh, Limerick at I, the moment. I agree. Yeah. The worry for me, and like the worry for Waterford is, is um, Stephen Bennett hasn't scored from play in two championship matches. Um, so he needs to get firing. So there's room for improvement all over the place. I don't think Darrell Lyons is is uh, your starting midfielder. I'm sure as the year go, goes on, Jamie Barron will be starting number nine there. Yeah. yeah. But uh, and like, but it is a worry, right? Twenty minutes without scoring. Dizzy did all right. I thought did did well enough. It opened up again. Yeah, Dizzy kind of got into it. Um, I, I think. But, but Limerick are and Limerick yeah. free taking is is impeccable as well as along with, it, with everything else. They're just find ways to just they're just so good at game management. You know, in 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 a time of crisis or in a time of when they're under under the cash. But I, I thought what was really good as well from a Watford perspective was was doing something different, right? They didn't do the same team that played against them last year in the same way. They brought Conor Prunty out of full back. And if you'd seen the hits that were going in in the first 25 minutes, Prunty on Hegarty, like the Limerick crowd were going nuts and the Watford crowd were going nuts because the ref let him at it. And it was savage because right, Hegarty got a brilliant point on the sideline, but he did nothing else. And Prunty matched up brilliantly with him. So... Yeah. Okay, just going actually, Ashley, because you were there. What was the movement like? Um, you know, off the ball, because you obviously would have seen a lot of that. You know, seeing it on TV, you wouldn't see much of it. How did you? How did you come across that? What did you think of it? There wasn't much. Like Galan, Galan's movement was brilliant. The two of them started in the middle himself and Graham Mullan. The the corners became very free, and Limerick, Limerick played very cleverly to take Ty to work out of the game like Ty would cover the space and Galan would see him straight away and run over to the other corner that was very intelligent Desi did the same on the other side like Desi scored four points in the second half five points from playing the whole game he got into pockets of space but you actually I was actually my seat was quite low in the Gaelic crowd so I didn't kind of have a bird's eye view but geez, the, the middle, the middle, the middle third was absolutely flogged with bodies. And it was just hit after hit after hit. And it was like, I, I was quite pissed off at the referee come after the game. Jeez, I had to apologise to the poor man in front of him, two kids. And he said, all right, I've heard worse in club games. But <laughs> he, 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 the, I thought he was brutal. But then I, I listened to a couple of people yeah. afterwards. Yeah. And actually the pace of it, the pace of the game was so fast and there were so many hits going in. And you know yourself when you referee a game, we're, we're refereeing, we've refereed Melbourne standard hurling now where you can probably run faster than most of the players. This lad had to keep up with the two fittest teams in the country and there was no way he could have done it. And yeah. he probably did his best, he let it flow, missed a good couple of things. But it probably wasn't his fault. He wasn't doing anything intentionally. But no, on the balance, you're in the zone, you're in the zone. on the yeah. balance, when you're a Warford supporter and you're watching the match, the referee's making every wrong call. But on the balance, watching the match as a neutral, I, I didn't think the referee was having a negative impact for one side or the other. Like you know, he missed a couple the of points. The only standout one was that Tom Morrissey one. Yeah, that was the only yeah, standout one. And it was just a, and it looked like it was a clumsy attack when he just actually didn't. He actually just fell after hooking him. But there was nothing else. You were like, oh, jeez, he he. He ruined that, or you know, I wasn't coming away as a neutral going t- talking about the ref. If you get me, um, no. But I think though, giggles is something we've always talked about in this podcast was Limerick don't have the depth. You know, we always said that that we didn't think after the fifteen you'd be worried about them. 
and they've been missing some significant players. And you talk about Daly going off. Keen Lynch went off very, very early on. And that wouldn't be, you know, like he's of of equal standing or more standing today as today is what Limerick is. Oh, but no, he is yeah, course. you know, and, and yeah. they didn't skip a beat. And everyone who came on, and some of the wides that Limerick drove, like they actually created a lot of chances. And they had some poor wides that, that were like non-contestable shots like you know shots on the run and stuff whatever but they weren't you know they actually had kind of some free shots so I think that's what kind of worried me a bit more is, is seeing that some of these guys who were kind of told oh, they're not up to you know they're they're not great after 16 or 17 but they actually probably are have that bit more depth than we than maybe we're giving them credit for I, I don't know about that now the, the Carl O'Neill was, was great brilliant. yeah he was great he was, like. but they didn't have any other supplementary impact who came on from Dune? Who came on from Dune? What was his name? Got Pat Ryan. Oh, that's that's all right. Yeah, he got, he got a point. Yeah, I know, but like he had like you know, came on for an over point when it was still in the mix. Like I, th- I feel like the, yeah, I don't know. I think they have a bit more depth than we thought. Carl O'Neill is definitely. And Carl O'Neill, yeah, he'll only get better. He had a lot. He had a lot of wides when he came on, but he was very good though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it's going. It's, it's going. interesting, but yeah, the the, the Limerick half back line for me though, when they got on top. They killed Waterford, and, and that's what happened to us. Like, they, we, we were going with the short puckouts for a while, and, and the Waterford did mix and match it quite well. But there was a period there, that 20 period, where we didn't score, and, and Declan Hannon, I don't know how many balls he caught. Jeremy yeah. Burns, I don't know how many balls he caught. Dan Morrissey was an animal in the air. That, that's still their launch pad, and they have brilliant targets. They're, they're a fantastic team. They're, they're 8 to 13 in the bookies, and they're not that for, for, for no reason. They're yeah. definitely a bit ahead still. You know, I the, think there is still optimism there for Waterford. The optimism for Waterford is that game typically in Waterford three or four years ago was it was going to be a 15-point loss or 10-point loss that they dug in and they did yeah. get to, no matter what they did get to two goals and with a bit of luck at the end they could have got something else so that is that is definitely the big takeaway point that they, you know, they, they were in it right till the end. You know. Yeah. I, I give my one referent then and we finish up on that if you take the penalty that Peter Duggan won for Clare right yeah. You know, standing in the square every put. How was that any different to what happened to Jack Fagan in the last minute of the Gaelic Crowns? Absolutely exact same thing. High ball in, Jack Fagan being murdered inside the square. Ref didn't have the balls to make a call in Limerick to give a penalty. Yeah, consistency. Like, the Pierre Dog one that was given, you, they don't normally get given. Like it's it's a penalty. All, it's a pe- it's a penalty all day. By by the way, but yeah. like you know, it's normally all the two of them going up for they're both wrapped. But I wouldn't like, be giving in Kikini. <laughs> no, but like I was like the Peter Duggan when you see it in real time, like what that wasn't a penalty, and then you watch the replays, like the jersey's up nearly over his head, like it's yeah, the, yeah. it's but like fair play to the referee making that. Fair, in fairness to James Owens, he does call it as he sees it. He makes every mistake every now and again, like giving the penalty against Clare last year. Maybe he was even enough for that, but he, he I, I think he's a good ref, James Owens. I know you don't like him down in Kikini. I have no, I have no problem with James Owens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, look, yeah, look, you're always looking for consistency. But when you're looking for a, a decision, I suppose to to turn it when you know there was chances there. Uh, but yeah, that's what we were looking for. And I would have my prediction of a draw right. I was just, I was looking, looking out for myself as usual. Yeah, of course. Yeah, always, <laughs> as always. Um, into one draw. <laughs> yeah, but look, it still it was it was a crack. It was a crack. Unless I think the other thing is it was a, it was a cracking game. A brilliant match. Oh, yeah. It was as a neutral watching it. It had, it had everything. It had goals. You know, massive crowd looked like in the stands as well. Gigas, I'm sure it was a great game to be at as a war for man. Even though you're probably outnumbered, there was still a good war for crowd there. It was it looked like a, a great Saturday night game to be at. Yeah, it was. 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 It was
it was. It was. It was just absolutely. How, how, how'd you get on with the, the Limerick chanting? Um, because I could hear it on TV, it sounded fairly funny. That's pretty much the Limerick chant. Going <laughs> anytime there was a puck out or a free. You fat, you fat bastard, no. Yeah. yeah. That's oh, potato. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's potato. <laughs> that would be. Oh, the Limerick boys up the terrace were, were brutal. Yeah. Like, actually, do you know what? I have to call it spade spade here now. They were disgraced, the Limerick guys in terrace. But, but there was a minute silence for that girl in Galway, and the terrace was raucous. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah they were now, great. to be honest. Yeah. That's not great. Yeah. That, was, that was scandalous. And look. If they're, they're in every county, like, but they're these were the Limerick ones, and um, yeah, it was, it was bad. But yeah. I, I, there was a savage atmosphere there, and um, there was it was a savage game. Limerick again proved their credentials as the best in the business at the moment. Waterford yeah. yeah. are still the pretenders, but we're getting closer. And I still think there's a few tourists and turns in this Munster Championship yet, lads. I don't think Ian Lynch what, is out for to. the rest of the Munster Championship as well, by the way. That's just breaking yeah. news there, and just looking at the the examiner here so that's you, you could tell the minute the minute ah, he came yeah, down so hamstring the way he popped it it was like yeah mm. that's straight away he was gone yeah he still managed yeah. to get rid of the ball though which was good a good handoff um <laughs> I think, but, I think he had nine possessions in eight minutes or something like that, uh, that he was he's, outrageous. He's, he's outrageous he's outrageous talk, yeah. talking about Munster we're, let's keep going and look, look at Tip and Clare and that's why we're looking at Tip and Clare look ahead also to, to, to Cork and Clare at the weekend um, yeah. although we, we, we tipped or I tipped Tip you, in fairness to you, you were thinking Brian Owen was cooking something up for Clare and where was I on Sunday oh I was on my way up to Ed Sheeran <laughs> I didn't have access to tell you, but I was checking the scores and I was like, oh my God, when I seen that Clare up and how much they're up by in Seven Stadium, it just made my Sunday. It was so enjoyable to see him getting absolutely hammered inside Seven Stadium. And then I came back and I watched the game. It was even better because no one from Tip even bothered really going to the match. Like they've written Tip off that team already. They wouldn't even bother going to see him in Seven Stadium. And then they lost at home and lost convincingly. And, t- and, t- and, Tipper, and Tipper basically gone. Tipper got in April. What a great start to the year. You tipped him to win, Liam. I did. I did tip him to win. I tipped Tip to win, and they didn't win. So it was kind of, you know, I was sad that my objection wasn't right, but I was delighted. Don't forget too small, Gettie, but it's a dangerous because if Galway turn over Kilkenny this weekend, Kilkenny are in trouble and they have to go to beat Wexford and North American last year. There's no other. Oh, yeah. That Kilkenny Wexford game. No, that Kilkenny Wexford game could be massive. I agree. And Kilkenny would have it all to do against Galway at the weekend. We can talk about that. But I think. What about Clear? What about Clear? Yeah, what about Clear? Are they that good? They're not that good. No, they're not that good. Oh, I don't know. I like. They're, tipper useless. Like they're they're not uses. they're not that good in the sense that they're not gonna. I don't think they're gonna trouble Limerick or trouble any you know. But they're going to get third. Any trophies they're going to get third in that monster. Though I think Cork are going to go. They're not going to get it. Well, this this weekend is is the is is, is this is, is going to say who's going to get third. Yeah, mm. it's 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 do or die now this weekend. Um, I think Clare like Peter Duggan full forward is going to cause that Cork team so many trouble, so many problems because. I seen Daryl Leary went down injured last night again against uh, Tipperary in the match. Oh Jesus! So he had a stress fracture in his foot, and I'd say it's just not healed properly. He went down about ten minutes to go, but they and like you're going to see like Peter Duggan on on Cahillan now is going to be like he'll destroy just, him. I'll be watching the match from my fingers, like just trying to. Every time the ball goes into full far line, I'll be just like, "What's going to happen here?" You I mean, watch I mean, it what like, I hope, Johnny. Oh yeah. <laughs> And like what 
what is going to happen, you know, with the Cork half back line? Are they going to are they going to put in Kieran Joyce centre back, which I think they should do? And I said that a couple of weeks ago. Um, and are they going to are they going to twist here now? Or are they going to actually make some changes in that back line and move things around? Um, I'm thinking they will because I don't think they have any other choice after the last result against Limerick. Um, the Clare the Clare forward line are full of movement, which and and you seen the game last year. Cork and Clare was an open style game, high scoring. You know, Tony Kelly doing you know what he pretty much what he wanted, even though he had a man marker on him. Um, so I think you're going to see some of a similar game this this season or this weekend. Um, I still I still reckon though that Cork had definitely have better hurlers than them, better better team than them. Um, it's whether they've learned those lessons in the back line to um, to uh, you know rectify, I guess the misdemeanors against Limerick. I don't think they're not going to solve it. Um, it's going to take a year or two to solve that back line yet. Um, but I do. They're solving it for a long time. To be, they're solving it for a long time, Shani, aren't they? Though? Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I agree. It's a mystery. <laughs> I, I still reckon. I still reckon they'll have a, a couple of points to spare over over Clare in this one. I, I just don't. I, I, I don't yeah. see them being, you know, just because of Clare having this big, you know, championship win at the weekend. You know, you've seen it the way teams have had a big win, and then the following week they don't really rock up in terms of performance. So, uh, I still think uh, Cork will win win this weekend. Gigas, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I think a couple of things. First of all, Wales Park still to Tipperary, right? Tipperary are a risky team. They're old-ish. They're very slow. Like, they're, they're even the young lads are slow. And a small pitch suits them. And they got a good performance against Waterford. First game up. The first game up was always going to be interesting. They were targeting Waterford since the minute they were knocked down the league. Similarly, Clare were targeting Tip. But Tip had no eye on Clare. And I think Turles then just, they got absolutely blown out of it by Clare. Right, so if Shane O'Donnell running, you had Tony Kelly running around, you've that cornerback who was unbelievably pacey, Ryan Taylor very fast. Uh, and I just think it, the first half contrived against him. Tip won the second half, two nine to ten points. That terrible tip team won the second half, two nine to ten points. Anyway, and the, and the clear goalie, that's he's oh, there. Shocking, he's yeah, shocking. Shaking. Shocking. You, you've never, you wouldn't see that in, a, in an intermediate club match now, and mind as in senior county. So I, I kind of agree with Johnny. I think Cork have hope. I think the clear back line, with the exception of that cornerback, what's his name? Jeez, he was brilliant. Whatever he Our, was. Uh, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Hughes, is it? We'd have, to, we'd have to look up the old thing. None of us have his name, but Sam Ryan Hughes. <laughs> oh, that. Um, Shawnee, someone to make up a player's I, name. I, I, think, I, I, think the Cork, <laughs> I think a couple of things. The Cork forward line will run after Clare defence, and I think they'll pull them apart. Cork against Clare. Clare just don't like playing Cork, one of those things. Um, and I think if Cork, like, I, I think this is the way it's shaping up. Cork are going to beat Clare this weekend. They'll go to Welsh Park then and they'll lose to Watford because they will not be able to play well in Welsh Park with the tight spaces. Waterford will beat Cork, obviously, I've just said that. Cork will be tipping the last game, and then that will mean Waterford will have to get a result against Clare. It's going to be very, very tight as this month's championship. Tip will be gone, but the other four are going to be going. The other three will be going for that last two places to join Limerick. And Rory Hayes. Waterford, um, Rory Hayes, there you go, And Waterford don't like playing Clare and Ennis as well on the flip side of that. So 
this weekend, to, to bring it back to the, your question, being to narrow it down, I think Cork are going to be clear this weekend. I'm going to go this one with a draw. I think this one is the draw. This is going to be a draw on this that we've had in Leinster that upsets things. Yeah. I think this one is going to be the draw, but I do think Clare, like, I'd be worried, I think it's a real worry for Cork this game. It's such a pressure game because no matter what, Clare have the first win. Like, you know what, you need to, win, you need to get to, yeah, you need, it's knockout for Cork. And they've lost two big games heavily. They lost massive league final. They got trounced. They got trounced against Limerick. Morale is at a low. There's mysteries to be solved in lots of places for them. And they don't have the personnel to come in and fill those gaps this weekend. Like, Don Logue there in the Sunday game is tearing them apart about the centre-back and Coleman. That all needs to change. I can't see him just throwing it out the window for the Sunday, really. Like, that's ballsy move to change. Oh, they probably won't. You know, no. but like, in fairness, it's very hard to change that in, in flux now. You know, that's the way they've been playing over the last 18 months. So, I, I do agree with Clare are definitely to be got at the back. But will the Cork forwards get at them? I don't know. Like, we have Like, that's the thing. They're there to be got, but will they get them? I, I, the Cork forward unit hasn't functioned. Robbie O'Flynn, you know, he's you know, a bit of a shining light. But other than that, like, still relying on Harry mm-hmm. to do stuff. Horgan, I think he's done. You know, I think he he just is. He could pop up and score two four now on Sunday, and that's he's capable of that. But if you look where Horgan was three years ago, that year that the Kenny bet him, Horgan nearly bet Kenny on his own that day, and that's yeah, the way Horgan yeah. was. He was that guy. He just was un, unstoppable. He's not getting he's the not service. He's not getting no. the service, or he's not that player anymore. So you just don't. Who's the Cork forward who's going to carry them on Sunday? Well, the thing is, like Conor Cleary, like you know, he could go to town and clan Conor Cleary too. Like you know, he's. He seems to foul a lot more than anything. Does, like, so, you know, but he's going to get the ball in the hole. The, the Coleman, the Coleman Joyce switch is simple. It's not that complicated. Like it's just a, a, a positional switch. Coleman always plays. Used to always play in the wing anyway. Joyce, and he's is great a, in the wing. Coleman's, br- Coleman's brilliant on the wing as well. Like Coleman's yeah. game is suited to the wing. I think they'll even make a more drastic change. I think they'll put Joyce into the back. I think they'll put Jeremy Elric back in the back to my Mark and Tony Kelly and they'll put Mark Coleman in midfield with Dara Fitzgibbon and they'll have the two boys pushing forward to create the overlaps for the Cork forwards to run through. I think if they do that, they'll be clear. I think they definitely have to move more into the back, Johnny. And they don't need to be doing all this bullshit six passes between well, that's the, the thing the yeah. if they do that Clare will turn them over again because Clare have the energy in those forwards to turn them over and they have the work rate you saw the work rate against Hip they were savage the work rate was amazing against Hip so I'd be worried about them if they start fluting around again with that ball in the back it's just not working yeah. It's just not it's not the same Peter Duggan we saw outside Jimmy O'Neill smoking bags and drinking bottles of cider. <laughs> no, he's he's in great shape there now. He's flying in Paris. Yeah, yeah. So uh, look, it's again, it's it's an intriguing game. It's knockout. It's knockout on Sunday for Cork. Uh, in breaking news, my mother and father have two tickets to the enclosure and a tea pass for Sunday. So we'll keep you posted <laughs> on whether to get a tea before or at half time. So. <laughs> Um, they're very excited this tea pass is a mysterious uh, ticket how do you get one of those well, my then? father said so we don't have to bring the sandwiches at all I said no you get the sandwiches when you're there you don't have to bring anything <laughs> so he's delighted so uh, well he won't be delighted after Sunday I don't think when Cork are probably gone for the year but anyway because oh. if, they, if they draw let's say Cork draw if they draw they're gone they're gone they're as well they could be more than tip and five points and they could still be five points get you in four points get you third okay they will yeah it's not like Leinster where we have 16. You need six. Yeah, higher, two, higher bar in Leinster. You need to get six in Leinster. Two crap games every weekend and one good game. Look, Jeez, that's the... Yeah. Do you know what, though? There's the crap... But it will come down... It'll come... Like, it's there's still four going into three. Like, you know what I mean? 
Westmead and Leash are the equivalent of Cork and Tip. <laughs> I think that's a good segue into. Um, I think that's a good. Segue oh yeah, okay. To, to kick in the okay, rest. can you just go a quick, quick, quick little list for you, Johnny? Quick for this for you. The ball hands out the far side to Henry Shefflin. Henry has a look. Henry puts it over the ball. There's the insurance fight. Mrs. McGinnis. Kick that one out. Kick the bones out of that one, Mrs. McGinnis. Cusack is not still in supposed to be about there Shefflin out for Sunday I'll tell you one thing I'll be giving it him hard if I'm close to him on the line no doubt about <laughs> who's Mrs McGuinness anyway I don't, I don't know who yeah, she is that's just he's Barry Enriquez he's like local radio commentator here he's just you know I don't know where he got that it is a famous piece of uh, audio in the folklore uh, of All Ireland Sundays um, Kilkenny Galway Sunday no point in talking about Kilkenny Leash no point in talking about Westmead Galway uh, but this I think this will be a cracker though on Sunday. Mm, yeah, I, like yeah, I, I, I kind yeah. of feel like Kenny are probably six and a half, seven out of ten in terms of power rankings. Limerick being ten, and I think Galway are probably the same. I actually reckon they're both around the same at the moment in terms of where they're at. They're probably the, both vying for the third slash fourth place in in Ireland. Um, and I think there's there's it's really going to be in the balance of this one. I think you know. I yeah. think it's really going to be the balance. It's a, it, it, an interesting um, outcome on this. I think with all hinge on whether Conor Whelan is available. I think if Conor Whelan sure. isn't available, surely he's not serious. available. Surely he's not. I, I would imagine he's not. I, I would imagine he's not. He takes away a major focal point for Ireland. Yeah. He is. He's a beast. I, I, I honestly think if Watford could get any forward in the country, bar maybe Keith Lynch, I'd go for Conor Whelan. Just you can play him centre forward, corner forward, full forward, wing forward. He's low to the ground. He's brilliant in the air. He's accurate. He's a bull. And, and God, we don't want to have many players like him you know, to play in that position. You're right, Liam. Last weekend, it's just a false start. It doesn't matter. They could have scored 695 oh, yeah. against Westmead and it would have, would have meant the same thing. And yeah, it's I, I, I fancy Kilkenny this weekend to beat Galway. I think it being in Galway gives Galway a little bit of a better chance. But I just look at the Kilkenny forward line and I think the Kilkenny forward line, if they click aren't far off one of the top four lines in the country with TJ at 14 Owen Cody oh, inside with him Tommy or Park Welch going very well at centre forward Walter John, go, Walter's John actually going Danny, well too Walter's going well Billy Ryan is going well yeah. and then they've got a bit of artillery to come on like, and they have your man running up in midfield who can play in the forwards as well so their half-back line is the big question though isn't it like, and, if God and, the, and the cornerbacks like Tommy Walsh is, is struggling a bit there as well. Mikey Butler is definitely a find, but he's year one. Hugh Lawler is fantastic. Paddy Deegan's probably okay, but uh, yeah, I think the half back line either side is like Blanchfield. Conor Brown won't be centre back, will he? No, no. Yeah, him and Carey started wing backs. Like Blanchfield, I thought was has been going well for Kane the league, and all of a sudden he was dropped. What's that about? I don't know. Um, it'd be interesting to see what changes they do make for for Sunday. Like who comes back yeah. into that. Forwards, I do think, will stay the same. I don't think there'll be any change in forwards, or I don't think there'll be a change in midfield. I really like James Marr playing. I, I, I just I rate him. He's been unlucky with injuries over the he few scored, years. Yeah. He's solid. He can take a score left or right. He goes forward, and he's just a big, strong man as well. And it works well with Mullen. You can't, again, they're playing leash, but like Adrian Mullen was just taking scores from 70 yards. Like he scored four or five points, all of them from 
nearly in his own half back line. He won't get that kind of luxury against Galway, but to have a, you know, two score midfielders for Kilkenny, I think is going to be a massive thing. But yeah, I am worried about the six. Like as a yeah, whole, I'm worried about the six. And I think I think you you named out a couple of players there are going well, but like. I don't, are they going well? Because they haven't really... Like, the last competitive game they had was the league semi-final. Like, they haven't had nothing since. Now, that normally doesn't worry Kilkenny teams. Any, they always show up any on Championship Day. But, um, yeah, I, I think this... Like, both games are on the same time as the... Uh, as the, the yeah, yeah, right. yeah game, both two o'clock. Yeah, as well. stupid. But, um, but, yeah, I think this will be a cracker of a game. Um, like tip or Galway haven't really been firing either. I mean, like they, they like you see what, how bad Wexford were last weekend oh against Dublin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so like what what did what did you know what did Galway really get a result in the last day? Yes, they got their their one point in that, but like you know if they struggle against that Wexford team, who, are, who we now see as being you know well down the pecking order in terms of where they're at in their development uh, under Darregan, but I think. This is really, really going to be a tight game. I'd say it'll, I'd say it'll be low scoring. It'll be, you know, it'll be a point or two in it. It's, it's such a hard one to call. I, I really don't know how to call this one because you know, Kilkenny are going to show up for this one, and Cody will be going over to teach the the apprentice a lesson, like, and then also Henry will want to get oh, one over yeah. on Cody, like, and and like it'll just, it's a fascinating game, like the Connor Whelan aspect of it. It does, you know. I'm delighted he's not playing. I'm delighted he's yeah. not playing. But like, I still think can he have, have problems in defence, as you say, Liam. You know, with those cornerbacks, the centre back is a big, big problem as well. Yeah. Um, I, I still, I'm gonna, I'm gonna lean on Galway as being the, the home team in this one for for the result, yeah. but just like it's only the skin of their teeth, really. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kikini win this. Thanks. Yeah. You know what? You know what? You kind of worries me about Galway, right? is two or three years ago, Conor Cooney might have been their fifth or sixth or seventh best forward, right? They had Joe Canning in there, they'd flame and fire, that Conor Wheel. Going in this weekend, he's their main man, Conor Cooney, right? And he's a, he's a good player, don't get me wrong, like, serious, harder into county, has, has great athletes, but he's not the man to wrestle the game from Kilkenny, I don't no. I don't think... He, uh, and I think the two wing forwards that they have, like, Nyland hasn't done anything since he's got his chance. No. The other lad, the other lad from Ardrahan, I can't pronounce his name. Um, he got one forward last year, but he didn't get a pocket against, against Wexford. No, Monaghan's um, out injured. Um, and then inside, right, Mandin is an enigma. He'll play out around midfield. They'll start from corner forward. He'll score four or five points. The best striker of the ball in the country nearly. But he's not going in banging in goals like they need. They need him maybe inside. Concanon, to be fair to him, is good, but he's good. I, I just don't think they're they're the same team as three or four years ago. And I think they proved that when Waterford ran over the top of them last year. And I think I think Kenny would beat them on Sunday. Yeah. And Shefflin gone or not Shefflin gone, but um, Canning gone as well is is a massive. He's like it's just show, yeah. like it's just showing now like how much of a focal point he was, even though. He was probably criticised and not throwing up the big scores, you know, in his latter years. But like, it's still he still he still was always the talisman for them, and you know, they're they're rudderless really without someone like him. Yeah, I think it's going to turn into a bit of a slog on Sunday. I think it will. I think it'll turn into a bit yeah. of a slog, and I think it's hard. Against Ireland matches this year. Ah, yeah, tough hurling, real, real, <laughs> real hard hurling. Um, real honest hurling. Real honest hurling. But I, I, I think Kenny are going to come out on top by a couple of points. Um, and I think you know, can he get the win on Sunday? That kind of their six points kind of secures them then for 
you know, probably top two, definitely in top three. But I think they'll have it. They'll have it all to do up there. Um, but I, I do think the firepower, like seeing T, Tej is not moving right, and I don't think he is right at all. But you still see, even like, you know, not counting anything against Leash, but he's still worth something as an impact. He's not going to carry the, the the can for them. Own Cody now is, I think, is that is the marquee forward now. He's still in his early years of that. He's not ready to take it on yet, but he's ready to grab the game. He runs. He runs for goal. He's goal on his mind all the time when he gets that ball. And we haven't had a forward like that, I think, that that explosive player that you're excited about when he gets on the ball since TJ. He's the next one coming through, I think, in that line that you think something's going to happen with him. So I think he's going to be the difference on Sunday coming away at 1-2 maybe from play or something and he'll get a goal. That we'll, we'll get him over the line. But I'm going up to for the weekend. Going up Saturday, be there for Sunday. It should be a great weekend up in Galway. And I, I love beating Galway. I remember, like They're actually... They're horrible supporters. They're horrible lads in the stand, stand sitting beside. I remember being at a few all Ireland beside when they were taught they had it won in twenty fifteen and in twenty twelve and they turn around, up in your face and like this is no real lads and look very, very quiet in at the end of the match, sulking away. So I'm hoping that there's a big Galway crowd and there's only a few Kilkenny and that we win and then we can sort into him in the stand. That's Sorry, we, we distance ourselves <laughs> to those comments, right? <laughs> He's yeah, I'm just like he'd cemented carry a grudge, didn't he? He was on about inside in ninety nine when, when Cork with Kilkenny. He's still li- li- reliving that memory. Yeah. And now he's out about the Galway. Like he just he's a fair man for a grudge, isn't he? But they hate Kenny. Galway they hate Kenny. They do. I know everyone hates Kenny, but they really do hate him. <laughs> but yeah, so I have never been at like a Galway Kenny match like championship game up at Galway, so that would be good. And with the Sheffield that'd be a great weekend actually yeah. for you all up there. And the Sheffield factor have, as well. I have to join the I, I was in the 2011 All Ireland Club final and I was there with three Kenny lads actually and um there was an American behind me with some lad. And at the very end of the game, Clarenbridge were hammering the crap out of Lachlan Gales. And the American turns to me and goes, why are the green and whites getting really flaking them with the hurley? Oh, they're from Kilkenny. They're sour when they're bit. <laughs> <laughs> the lad beside him said, I don't know where he was from, but the tree Kilkenny by the night turned around. <laughs> like Jack seen the Pope and Killing Scuddy, they weren't happy whatsoever. But he had a point. <laughs> yeah. Don't know what your point is there, Gales. Um, yeah, so look, yeah, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. I think our both both are on telly. Was one on Sky, one RT? Is that the deal? No, I think the ones on the 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 Kilkenny Galway games on RT. I think the, the other one's only on G G A Go. I don't G-A-Go. know. Go. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at it. It's on G A Go. Yeah, it's on G A Go. That's correct. Yeah, it's on G A Go. So if you're in Ireland, can you watch it at all? Or you can on G A Go. Yeah, yeah, you can get on G A Go in Ireland. I genuinely think the best, of, the better of the two games this weekend to watch will be Clare and. Oh, because it'd be kind of loose hurling. It'd be kind of loose hurling with some like scores in it, like a training match. It'll be like four thirteen to five fifteen, something like that. <laughs> As opposed loose to hurling. 11 10 11 10 up in pulling and tearing fellas down and you know fouling and all this oh, that'd be great to watch that yeah looking forward to that <laughs> looking forward to watching that <laughs> <laughs> alright well look Sean he's under pressure there time so we, we will call it a day there um, great to be on to the number 95 I think this is 95 is it we're definitely on track for the ton we're on track for the 100 easily we're going to get easily get to the 100 let's go hurry on hurry on what to drop the kids to yeah, school. Yeah, I know. I said we're going. I said we're going. Um, you get the kids after school there, Shani, and uh, we will be back here next week. Hopefully, we get Kenny in safe and sound and car hopefully gone. So, have a great weekend, everyone, and we'll talk to you all soon. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks, Shani. Good luck. <laughs>
Geluk.